Hello, Modern Woodworkers Association podcast listeners. It's me, your second favorite woodworking podcast host, Ben Strano from Shop Talk Live, reminding you about Fine Woodworking Live April 26th through 28th at the Southbridge Hotel and Conference Center in Southbridge, Massachusetts. It's a fantastic show. I don't need to list the presenters because it's a who's who, but I do need to tell you, it's a great chance to buy Diami Plotkia beer. So head on over to findwordworkinglive.com right now to register and get ready to hang out with Diami Plotkia and buy him beer. Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hi, and welcome to the 242nd episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Barton, and I'm here with Diami Plotke, my co-host, and we're asking Steve Tyler the uh, five Taylor. questions. Taylor, Taylor, Tyler? Taylor, 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 yeah, Taylor, Steve Taylor, Tyler is the leader, Barry Smith. Uh, I often confuse you two. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a, the, the resemblance. It is, it's yeah. a rugged good luck. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Steve Taylor. <laughs> anyway, Steve, uh, so now that you're back in the States, we need to ask you the five questions to update them. So, but first of all, let's go way back to when you were first in Virginia. And so, how did you get into woodworking? So that actually happened back during the poker boom. Oh, uh, wow. So the first things I built were actually big 10-person padded rail poker tables. Oh, wow. So like the big ovals. Yeah. yeah. And the design was basically two sheets of plywood, and you cut various rings out of mm-hmm. different parts and foam and felt and vinyl, yep. and they all kind of So you just stacked the, stacked the plywoods up and built up the... So yeah. basically you cut two, you, you ovaled, yeah. circled the ends yeah. on each, and then you cut various rings from other parts in order so the padded rail would sit flush around the okay. actual tabletop. Well, and, and you're like cutting like circles and squares and stuff in it. So how did, back at the time, I'm assuming you weren't using a CNC, how did you cut all those holes in the plywood? So um, I didn't put any cup holders like that in any of mine. It was just a solid rail. So okay. I was using a jigsaw to cut the arc basically i drew mm-hmm. an arc with a, a yeah. pencil and a string yep. and then cut it with a jigsaw and kind of smoothed it out with a router and and those were the woodworking tools that i used everything else was you know mm-hmm. scissors material and staples what what kind of base would that top go on um i the ones that i built i just bought picnic ta- folding picnic table legs Okay. So you'd screw yeah. those into the bottom. You could fold them up and lean it up against the table uh, against the wall. Okay, and you weren't using it. You might have been too new to the hobby to appreciate this, but was the complete lack of applying finish to that project liberating? Looking back, yes, it was nice. <laughs> Although what I wasn't dealing with in oil, I was trying to overcome wrinkles in fabric and okay. vinyl, so the complexity wasn't completely absent. <laughs> right, right. And so you progressed from that into. Uh, um, Getting a more interest into it, acquiring more tools. Right. Yeah. I, I, that was, uh, let's say, that was all uh, during my single life. And then when I was getting married, I put some tools on my wedding registry and kind of set that expectation of I was going to build things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then from there, I, I built some small things. And in our first house, I actually built a crib 
that all my kids ended up using. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my oldest didn't get to use it until she was eight months old. But right. it was uh, there. I, I would say that as a father and a woodworker, that's on time. Yes, exactly. Yes, she did use it. It was not too <laughs> small for her uh, when it was complete. Fantastic. Right. Well, let me ask you a second question. What is your favorite tool? It's probably an old Stanley 110 block plane that I have just because it's, it's so versatile. Um, I can use it for so many different things, and it can be that thing where if I just need to touch something up a little bit, almost regardless of what that little bit is, mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. apply it there. So, Good, good. So besides poker, what has influenced you the most? <laughs> or who has um, who or what? <laughs> I'm, you know, listening to all the times you guys do these questions with people, I feel like I'm old enough where, and it's been long enough where I can say people like Mark Spagnolo and Tom Iovino and, uh, <laughs> and not feel like I'm just echoing the recent choruses of, uh, of the five questions uh, episodes. Okay. But yeah, th- those were the guys, you know, as, as I was getting online and trying to find both inspiration and instruction mm-hmm. they were the guys that came up at first so mm-hmm. that makes perfect sense what was your biggest stumbling block in your woodworking and if you've if you've passed it how did you for me it's always been time and it, it's still something i struggle with um i i won't go so far as to say that i've never had time but that I don't always make time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for doing it. And some of that is work, some of that is kids, and some of that is the uh, the gawking boyfriend meme where it's, you know, hobby projects I haven't started, me and hobby projects I haven't finished. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Um, well, how has the internet influenced your work? And I'm kind of also interested in, you know, when you were in Germany and had limited access to tools, and I, I think you mentioned that, you know, you did a lot of, quote-unquote, online woodworking. So what really influenced you while you were over there? Um, it's almost everything as far as what mm-hmm. I know and mm-hmm. how I've been taught or instructed. Um, I've really only taken one woodworking class and back in high school, our high school did still have a shop, but the only requirement really was just a one semester, you know, multidisciplinary kind of shop class. Mm-hmm. So, so without the internet, I can't imagine where I would be mm-hmm. in this hobby if I was at all. Yeah. Now, who were you following in Germany or YouTubers or any of the, those types? So all the same cast and crew. Mm-hmm. on Twitter and then a bunch of folks on YouTube and that's you know some of it is the the people who've been around for almost ever mm-hmm. as it seems it feels you know, that like, way. Uh, like Mark and Shannon Rogers and folks like that but then also um, this latest new crop of folks who have come up at least since I was overseas mm, yeah. uh, or left for there. I think YouTube you know? has really come into its own as a woodworking community since you've Absolutely. been overseas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, local to Germany, people like Laura Kampf, mm. um, and then broadening beyond woodworking yeah. into making in general, you know, folks like... Uh, well, well, that, that that's a good point. So who are some, like, maybe YouTube woodworkers in Germany that folks over here might not have heard about that so, might be worth a... A, a, a view or two. 
Unfortunately, uh, Laura's the only one I can think of. I was going to say, well, you know them? Because I'm assuming that YouTubers in Germany speak German for the most part. For the, I would assume so and as well. I'm assuming and that your content was for the most part in English. Right, yeah. Right. yeah I was going to YouTube.com most of the time, not YouTube.de. Oh, okay. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I can't really give that perspective. Um, okay. Yeah, I did know if there are some, like, there are some fantastic uh, woodworkers out of Japan that do kind of like a... Um, you know, it's not a lot of commentary. It's just kind of watching them build some stuff and do some good stuff. But, yeah, I'm always interested to uh, experience woodworkers from other countries, other cultures, and see what they're putting mm-hmm. together. Because so most of it is just fantastic. All right. Well, Steve, thank you so much for coming on with us. We really appreciate hanging out with you. Where can people find out more about you online? Um, it's Torch02 almost everywhere. Twitter, right. Facebook, Instagram, The only social media platform that matters. All right. Um, now that I can hit you, uh, we would like to thank the Texas Woodworking Festival for hosting us for these uh, this is series of podcasts. And if you want to learn more about us, uh, you can check out modernwoodworkersassociation.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Diami Plotke or on Instagram at Penultimate Woodshop. And Kyle, where can folks find you? You can always find me on Instagram at Barton.Kyle. Then I think, uh, I think you guys, listeners, dear listeners, need to um, find a woodworking festival, find a European country, Go to the country and then come back and visit the festival and have a good time. We'll talk to everybody later.